Okay, here we go. Uh, 52nd episode of the Pushing Rubber podcast. I'm your host with the most, Adam Piggott. You're listening to this because you have good taste. Um, you probably have no friends. Uh, you like uh, long walks on the beach, cutting your own legs off uh, behind the woodworking shed, uh, knitting, vomiting, flying to the moon. And these are all good hobbies. These are all good hobbies. Great hobbies. Yeah? Especially cutting your legs off. You can say, oh, you know, you can be interviewed for like a major publication. You'll be like, uh, they'll be like, you know, how did this start? How do you, oh, you know? It was just like there were the other people, it was after school, we went down the woodwork shed. Uh, there were other people there and it just started off really simple, you know? We were cutting our toenails, you know, hanging out with the other ones. They were, you know, cutting our toenails. That's how they got us into it. And the next thing you know, cutting off your legs, you know, it's just one thing led to another. It was like a slippery slope, a slippery slope. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good hobby to have. You can only do it a couple of times though, apparently, what I've heard. Cutting your own legs off. Uh, that's the kids out in the street, by the way, if you can hear that. They're speaking the gobbledygook language that I can't fucking understand yet, which is Dutch. Ah, oh, Dutch. Jesus, this is giving me the shits. It's really giving me the shits, I tell you. Um, like dysentery. This is this is. I was. Well, I mean, I speak fluent Italian. I'm a, I'm a really good Italian speaker. I did a lot of work. You know, even before I arrived in Italy back in the day, I'd already spent three or four months studying my Italian book diligently. Man, I mean, diligently. I was diligent. And it was a shitty language book too, but I just sucked all the information I could out of it. My pronunciation was pretty bad, you know. It was actually pretty good. When I arrived in Italy, I was already... And then I was like, okay... Immediately I recognised in a little mountain town. I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to know how to go down to the shop and say, how much is this? Can I have some of these? Um, that's all I want, thank you. What's the total cost? This sort of stuff, you know. And uh, because up there in the mountain village, none of the none of the Italians spoke in English to save their lives. And you know, I was and then you know you got really good and, and started. I was really trying, really trying. I haven't done shit in Holland, man. I haven't done shit. I've got two books, and one of them is pretty good. One of them is pretty mediocre. And uh, the grammar is not the issue. The grammar is easy. Uh, in fact, knowing English and Italian, it's Dutch grammar is, is is simple as it's really simple. If it's not following the English English rules, English order of words and verbs and adverbs and adjectives and stuff like that and pronouns, it's following the Italian one. You know, well maybe a little bit of a mix of both. It's it's so easy. It's dead easy. It's dead easy. So why aren't I speaking Dutch? Because the pronunciation is like. Is like someone talking underwater who's trying to spit to the other side of the room. You know, and maybe this is because most of the time they were underwater. I don't know. Okay. Oh, so much water in this country is absolutely amazing. I'll tell you something funny. Like the day I arrived in Holland about five weeks ago, uh, I arrived at seven, landed at seven o'clock in the morning, which is a really, really terrible time to arrive uh, if you're. You've traveled half, you've flown halfway, you've just flown halfway around the world because you have to stay up the whole day. You have to. 
if you're going to avoid jet lag. Um, and I hadn't slept the whole time, and now I've arrived at 7 o'clock in the morning. I mean, just like, shoot me now. But anyway, I arrived at 7 in the morning. It was already about 26 or 27 degrees, and I think it hit 30 that day. And my uh, my father-in-law was driving me, picked me up at the airport, and he was driving me back. Uh, and we're going along, and it's like, it's just all green, man. It's just all green. It's green. It's fields of green. It's probably, Holland is the lushest, most fertile country I've ever seen. And I'm going along, it's like, it's like on the edge of the road, on the, some of the fields, like the, the grass on the edge of the roads and stuff. It's gone a little bit brown at the top. And my father-in-law was like, oh, yeah, the farmers are really worried if we don't get any rain soon. You know, that uh, it's, this never happens, that the, that the grass goes brown. And I'm just looking at him like he's completely fucking insane. I'm just like, what are you talking about? I mean, if any cow or sheep in Australia could see this level of grass, I mean... Uh, the cow would lie down and jerk itself off in happiness before it hit the ground. I tell you, I tell you. Anyway, anyway, it's rained the whole fucking time I'm here. Rain, 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 rain. But yeah, Dutch, Dutch just isn't doing it for me. Um, and this is, this is. I'm actually worried. I'm actually worried because the the pronunciation is so annoying. Because I'll be I'll be studying my Dutch book, and I'll see like I'll see like a word that's spelled spelled in a way that. I don't know. I can't even. I can't even give you an example because they're all so stupid, and I get everything wrong. And I think it's and it's it's. And I say to my wife, I say to my wife, how do you pronounce this? And it might be a pronoun. It might be he or she or it. You know, something that's pretty darn crucial. And it's like, I'm like, what? Could you say it slowly? Oh, all right. Okay. Let's 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 slow it down fifty percent. Fucking hell! I just. I just, I just, this pronunciation is just so, I don't know. I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn the language by osmosis at this point. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm watching TV and it's a good thing is like the television here, they don't, they don't uh, dub, like in Italy, they dub the, the TV programs. And, um, but here they just have it in the original language and they put, um, and they put the subtitles on, so I get to I get to get to see what the words are correlating to from English to Dutch, which is nice. Or well, the English has been speaking, and the, and the Dutch is you know they're read okay, but but it doesn't help at all the pronunciation. So it's got to be like some sort of osmosis. So I've got to you know I'm just whenever I'm around with people and they and they like start talking English, I'm like look just just talk Dutch because I can understand about twenty to thirty percent of what they're saying. Just just talk Dutch. I just want to hear this. Just talk Dutch. Oh, but you'll f- feel left out. Oh, you know, your, your conversation's fucking boring anyway. I don't care. I'm just going to sit here and listen to the sounds. Because I really I really couldn't care less talking to you, to be honest. That's that that's that's where I'm at, you know. Um, and, and look, don't be offended. Don't be offended. You know, I'm like this with most people. You know, I just... It's rare. It's rare. And I have to be in the mood. This is with me. I have to be in the mood. Like, I can go out to a party. I can go out to some sort of social gathering. And if I'm in the mood, man, if I'm in that that mood to be socially dynamic, let us say, then I'll be the life of the party. Oh, man, I will keep everyone entertained all night. 
and not in a look at me, I'm an asshole way. Just shooting the shit. Other people in stitches, or people who are crying with laughter. Rah, 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 rah. And then we'll go out, you know, and maybe another month later, same bunch of people, I'll just be standing there. And I'll be like, ha, 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 you're the really funny guy. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not in the mood. And I'm only in the mood about 5% of the time. Most of the time, I just, I'll just stand in the corner. I can't be bothered talking to any of you. I just say to my wife, look, let me know when you're done and we can go, but don't make this too long. And she knows. I've trained her. She knows. So, you know, I just, I'm just listening to people talk Dutch. And I do understand quite a bit. And I hear the similar words, uh, you know. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that I just got no interest in it. I haven't even learnt the swear words. It's like the first thing you learn in any language is the swear word. How do you say she's got big tits? Oh, you know. And make people up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the point. They say that older people have a problem with language. Older people are just like, I can't be fucked. I just can't be fucked. Uh, fuck you and your stupid language. If, at least if the pronunciation was, was, was reasonable. was reasonable. I'd be, I'd be okay to do this. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so I went to the gym today. And this is the other thing. Like, so I've been, I've been kind of on, you know, we've only really had the house set up. Uh, for the last four or five days, the last six weeks have just been, it's just been moving halfway around the world. It's highly stressful. It's a highly stressful thing to do. I mean, moving is a stressful thing in, in any way, but moving halfway around the world, damn almighty, it's um, it's it's a real pain. Now, so my workouts have suffered because I, I follow follow the Strongest 5x5 program, which I've linked on my blog, blog a few times. And the, the thing with it is, is it's three days a week, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever you can work out. But you need the rest days and you need to hit it those three days. And it's it's continually, it's, you have to, if you follow the program, and the guy says it, he's really detailed on these explanations. I mean, there's pages, there's probably about 30 or 40 pages on the pro, about the program itself on the online Strongly 5x5, five five. just search for that. Don't ask me for a link. Just Google is your friend unless you work for them. Yeah? So um, it's been really, my workouts have been really, really fucked up because uh, I haven't been able to get, I haven't done three days in a week for about seven weeks now, I'd say, almost two months. Um, so this week I've gone, I went Monday and I've gone today, which is Wednesday. Uh, so I'm, I'm on track for Friday, that's that's unless we might be going off to Italy on Friday, I don't know, but I'm going to really try and pull it out of the bag for Friday, so this is my first three-day week in two months, but the thing that I'm really happy about is uh, today I, I did personal best lifts for deadlifts and for the squat, so um, even though, and you lose, especially over 40, being 45 as I am, you lose your strength, um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for just fuck off, you stupid car. Just sit outside my bloody room idling while I'm going to choose to. No, no cars here for the whole day. But as soon as I start doing a podcast, you're going to sit out there and idle. Now you're fucked off. Let's wait for who, who's going to come next. Who's going to be like a tractor? Fucking hell. So my, I'm alone in my house, but I'll probably get people come home now. Just when I've started to do the bloody podcast. I'm not starting this again. I'm just going to yell at people. I'll just yell at people to go away. If I... Is that someone? Fucking hell. So, yeah, personal bests. Uh, and I think it's because even though I'm not... It's weird, you know? And I know it's because I'm in a good mindset because I'm really happy to be here in Holland 
and not be in Australia. And I was actually cycling to the gym today and I was very sore from Monday's workout. And I was thinking to myself, because I actually didn't go to the gym any day of the last week. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a bad workout. This is going to be, this is going to hurt a lot. And it actually turned out to be personal bests and two, two uh, key exercises. Um, so, and I, I put that down to the mindset of being here in Holland. But yet again, at the same time, my mindset of learning Dutch is completely fucking shit. And my wife's going to me, oh, you're doing really well. You're doing really well. So it's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm doing shit. I'm do- oh, no, you have to give it time. So, no, I know what it's like. I've learned Italian. You know, I know, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm not reading my grammar. All, my, all, all the time I, I taught English to brain-dead Italians for 10 years, you know. If you want to learn a language, you just got to get up and do 15 or 20 minutes every day. Every day, it'll start to add up, you know. Did they do it? No. Am I doing it? No. Fucking hell. <sighs> anyway. Um... Is that someone here? Is that my cat being a dipshit? Um, this this podcast is going to be called a nice guy podcast um, because um, I've had a little bit of communication with um, some readers of the blog uh, about I've got notes here about the whole nice guy thing. This is kind of stuff that uh, well, a bit of communication. One person. Um, I just love it when like podcasts, podcasters, and bloggers—they're they're the worst for this. They say shit like, uh, "Oh, a bunch of people emailed me this week, you know, about, on this topic, so I'm going to do this, you know, blah blah blah." A bunch of people, you know. Do you know? You know, if someone says a bunch of people e- emailed me this week, what that means is uh, one one guy emailed him, yeah, one fucking guy. Yeah. Not only that, not only did only one guy email him on the topic, one guy emailed him in total. He had one email for the week. That's what it means when a blogger says, oh, I've got a whole bunch of emails. Oh, I've got a whole bunch of calls. Oh, I've got a whole bunch of calls. One. It's one. It's all I had. It's one. That's it. Every single fucking time. And I just, I just read it, my, my, I just roll my eyes, go, ah. Oh. Because then I find myself slipping into the same mistake, you know. Someone will email me about something, and I'm like, oh, okay, can you write it? Oh, okay, I'll write about this. Start doing the thing. Uh, so one guy emailed, oh, that sounds a bit weak. Maybe I should have a bunch of people. Uh, Stop being a moron. One guy. One fucking guy. Maybe that should be the title of this of this episode. One fucking guy. It sounds a bit gay, though, doesn't it? Um... Anyway, nice guys. Um, I got some notes here. Um, why is being a nice guy to try and get girls the wrong way to go about it? Well, because it's a deceitful and cowardly way. You are selling a girl something that you're not intending. That's not. It's not. You're trying to sell a girl something that's not your intended product. Well, not what you're saying you're selling. You're saying it's it's apples that you're selling, but it's really it's really you're trying to flog her oranges behind her back. It's it's deceitful and it's cowardly. You're you're trying to make friends with her because you're too gutless. You're too gutless to go up and just say, "Do you want a root?" Yeah. My face will be leaving in a quarter of an hour. I want you to be on it. 
something like that. Yeah, you're too gutless to say it. So you think, oh, I've got to be nice. I've got to be nice. Yeah? And this goes on and on, you know? And the girls, the girls actually believe that. This is a lot of girls. A lot of girls believe. I say, I swear, the girls go, oh, I've got lots of guy friends. Like, no, you haven't. No, I do. I have lots of friends with you guys. No, you don't. You don't. They look at me, what do you mean? No, they all want to fuck you. Oh, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Oh, no, they're my friends. No, they be, they pretended to be your friends so they could they could, they could they could get sex. Normally pity sex, yeah? Um, but that, that's what they're really doing. And they go, what are you talking about? That's not true at all. You're a terrible man. I was like, okay. Well, let, let me put it to you this way. You've got these guy friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it'll always be like, there'll be like one in particular who's her best guy friend. She always like she always you know rings him up to talk about you know problems, her feelings, her emotions, and he sits there and he listens, thinking, when am I going to get laid? How can I turn this into getting? And yeah, anyway, they they uh, they're trying they're trying to get laid. They're trying to get laid. And I said to these girls. If you, uh, so you, you, this is this is like your best ever friend. Oh, he's my great friend. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, if you got a boyfriend, uh, a new boyfriend tomorrow, would you still be spending as much time with this best male friend of yours? And they, they kind of think about this and go, oh, um, oh. And I go, exactly. You're dumping, you're dumping like a hot potato. You have a boyfriend now. You'd be getting everything you want out of him plus the sex. But but when you left your boyfriend, you go back to your little bitch. They don't like that. Some girls, some girls. I've actually made a few girls wake up and smell the roses on that one. They kind of look at me. It's it's amazing. Women do know that you want to have sex with them, but you're too cowardly to work it out. But they also like the attention. They like having someone fawning over them that they know they're never going to sleep with. They have this power over you. You 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 are powerless in their face absolutely powerless yeah so the the only way to go about this is the cold turkey technique that's the absolutely you're gonna have you're gonna have a well look what's your success rate being being a nice guy what's your success rate what's your what's your what's your at bat factor whatever you call it yeah. Well, what are you batting? Are you batting 100? What are you doing? Being this nice guy stuff. Is it working for you? Are you getting girls? You know, Are any of them actually sleeping with you? Does it, does it last? Is the sex any good? Are you getting what you need? With all of the effort that you're having to put behind the months and months of being their friend, which is a lie. You don't want to be their friend. You just want to have sex with them. But you're too gutless to tell them to approach. Just say, look, you know... Uh, I'd like to uh, like to have sex with you tonight. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think later on we should be in bed. Yeah, please don't say making love. Don't say making love. Oh, it's just like a nice guy thing. They say I won't make it dirty. I'm gonna make it. I want to make it beautiful. That's what they go. I want to make it like strawberries and cream and blah 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 blah. And this is the thing they don't get. The girls don't want strawberries and cream. They don't want beautiful because. Girls want to be protected from guilt. Girls don't want to feel like they're sluts. If you're a nice guy, then inevitably the girl has to make the move. Yeah. And in doing that, she's a slut. 
You have to protect them from guilt by making them feel that they had no choice in the situation, even that this, even though they had choice. Don't go down that path. You're basically sweeping them off their feet, so that they can wake up the next day, yeah, and they are completely guilt-free. Oh, I, I, I just don't know what happened. It was, it was, you know, he just, you know, I wasn't able to resist him. That's what girls want. Girls don't want to be the one who's the ones who start this because they want to believe that they are pure and virginal, pure and virginal, even when they're demonstrably not. So you going and trying to be the nice guy and doing it all flowers and roses and rah, 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 means in order for the sexual act act to happen, the girl has to be the guy. Girls can't handle that level of guilt the next day when you wake up. They can't do it. They can't handle it. They need to feel like the situation was outside of their parameters of control. That it happened in spite of all of their best intentions. And so, in effect, they are the next day blameless. Yeah. Now, before you all go crazy, I'm not talking about rape here. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about this is why this is why the, this is exactly why these same girls who say, "Oh, I need you to respect me, I need to trust," her, then go out and 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 are banging the bad boy biker thirty minutes after meeting him in a bar. Yeah, this is why because the next day they're able to wake up and rationalise what happened that they are guilt free, that they are still they are still pure, they are still a, a lovely woman. Okay, they are not dirty at all. They will rationalize it. They can't rationalize that you've been their supposed best friend and they had to instigate sex with you. The next day, they cannot wake up and rationalize that away. And you know what guilt's like. Yeah, you know, you know when you wake up in the morning after a big night and you feel you feel like a piece of shit because of what you did the night before. You know when you want to wake up, you wake up and even before your eyes are open, you're like, "Oh, man." can't believe i can't believe what i did no i can't be- i used to wake up like that all the time all the time i i woke up like that so often that even when i hadn't done anything i woke up feeling that way and it was only after about 30 seconds of consciousness that was like no hang on no no hang on i think i'm good yeah i think i'm good yeah i don't have to no, I'm good. I didn't do anything stupid last night. I didn't do anything stupid last night. Fucking how about that? Yeah? This is why guys write themselves off into oblivion with booze. Because yeah? you're out in the town, you know, you're, you're, you're acting like a complete fucking dick. And uh, you think, uh, what the fuck? I might as well just push it all away. So tomorrow I can't even remember a fucking thing. That's the best thing. You wake up and it's just like, oh, it's a huge nightmare. I, can't, I literally can't remember a thing. So how do you feel guilty if you can't remember anything? How do you feel guilty about that? I've got no idea. It's a title blank, dude. Title blank. I could have said anything. I could have done anything. Hopefully there's no movies out there. (laughs) This is what girls are like as well. This is what girls are like. Girls do not want to wake up feeling that guilt. Now think about how bad it is for men. We're not emotional creatures. Hmm? No, chicks are emotional. Chicks are emotional. So the level of guilt that they must... in undoubtedly feel must be an order of magnitude higher than something that we can't even really fathom like just unbearable 
They just can't deal with it. The only way to deal with it is to call all their friends and try and rationalise that it wasn't as bad because they can't keep it in. You know like how women just don't understand guys' sex drive with testosterone. They just, they just don't understand it, yeah? And, and I read these things about these, these you know, people who are trying to change their gender, women, their sex, sorry, women trying to become men, which obviously isn't happening, but they, they take testosterone and, and then they go, holy fuck, I had no idea what guys were dealing with. I had no idea. I think it's the same thing. Us guys just do not appreciate at all the level of emotional guilt that women can put themselves through in exactly the same situation that we've been. We wake up, we wake up and go, oh, oh shit, what did I do? What did I do last night? Oh no. Oh, I did do that. I, I, oh, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I need a coffee. Oh, I need a coffee. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, I can't believe I said that. To, oh, I can't believe that. I don't know how I'm going to live this one down. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna have to go out there and pretend that everything is absolutely cool because it's the only way I can possibly deal with with, with with the guilt and shame of this one. Yeah, you, we've all been there. Come on, guys. Girls in the same situation will 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 we'll wake up. Will wake up in in a in a state of emotional distress that is that is absolutely an order of magnitude way beyond anything that we would have felt for the exactly the same situation and you want the girls to initiate the sex yeah this is these are these are, these are nice girls okay we're not just we're not talking you know cougars 38 year old cougars who are just out there and that and even then even then they still want you to initiate it to some extent believe it or not believe it or not a 40 year old cougar who's had 300 guys over a sexual lifetime still holds on to some some part of this. They still want you to make some sort of move. They still do. I'll tell you a story. I was working, I was working as a, uh, uh, I was working in this restaurant. Oh, I think I was about 19 or 20. This is back in Perth. And I'd actually been poached from another restaurant by the floor manager Um and it didn't work out for various reasons. But anyway, there was, there was. I did about two months there, then I went back to my old job, maybe a month. And it was this, it was this uh, restaurant on the, the northern beaches in Perth, up around Triggs, where they were trying to be chic and sophisticated, overlooking the beach. And yeah, it was pretty shit. Um, and anyway, there was a Saturday night, and there was this, and there were all these these regulars, they were all locals, and it was all trophy wives and. Cougars and that sort of thing. Anyway, there were there were two cougars there that look fifteen years ago they would have been they would have been they would have been something. But yeah, they weren't they weren't they weren't that. You could still see vestiges of it, but the the amount of the cop carousel that these two women have been through, and the amount of partying that they've done, the amount of uh, of alcohol and uh, drugs they've consumed, you know, it was, it was, it was, but there was still some vestiges and I let myself get taken home. Uh, it was me, the floor manager and these two, these two cougars. And I wasn't feeling anyone. <laughs> I walked out of the restaurant, another local, a woman, a regular who was about the same age, gently took me by the arm and just said to me very quietly, Adam, just make sure you wear a condom with these two. Yeah. 
Just make sure you wear a condom. It was, it was that obvious, obvious what was going to happen. And I was like, fucking hell. Um, and I was thinking, nah, you'll be right. So we went, we go back, we go back to their place. This, these, these two chicks, I think these two chicks were sharing this place, you know. So they're in their, they're in their late thirties, early forties, or something, and they're, and they're, oh, I don't know, still sharing a place. Who knows what was going on? Um, and we get there, and we're back there in the lounge room, and me and the floor manager. And by the way, the floor manager and I are around the same age. I think he's like 23, 24. I think I was about twenty-one. We're about the same age, and uh, and neither he, he nor I make a move. We're there in the lounge room, blah, 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 blah. These chicks just, they're there and we get drinks and we're, we're sitting there and we're chatting and and I think the brunette liked me and I think the blonde liked him and I'm like, first of all, I was like, I'm not into I'm not into doing a foursome and seeing some other guy pummeling away at some girl. It's just, it's just, it's just distasteful, yeah. I had the, the, the words of the, you know, the other woman ringing in my ear, you know, when I left because they didn't have any rubbers and, uh, and so I didn't make a move, and he didn't make a move because I didn't make a move, and these two cougars, they didn't make a move. We sat there till five o'clock in the morning talking. Eventually, I got on my bike and left. I don't know what they were thinking. They were just might, must have been. They were just stunned. They were just stunned into. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I have people coming home. I'm recording a podcast. Don't bother me. Oh, is Bianca there? Yeah. Your boss, uh, the guy, rang you. Uh, the Indian guy. Okay. Been trying to get hold of you on your mobile, but you don't you don't answer it apparently. You need to call him back. All right, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so you know, I mean, maybe maybe he ended up with no, he didn't end up with both things. I asked him, this is like, no, nah. he no, he went home. This like we left at the same time. That's right. Fuck, this is a long time ago, guys. Moral of the story. Even, even, total. Whore cougars want to have <laughs> some some sort of emotional freebie that you've made the move, even if they've engineered the, the whole thing. You have to do it. And I didn't do it. You know. It's actually a really, really good example of this. Yeah. So, as a nice guy, not only are you... Uh, yeah, you're not manning up by having the guts to just ask, just say straight off what you want. Oh, this is what I want. Yeah. So you, you, you've been cowardly and weak, weak. It's all weak, weakness. You've been very weak. Yeah, you've been deceptive. Yeah, because I, I, I know what the nice guy thing is. I've done the nice guy thing. You're totally deceptive because at some point you'll go, she'll go, oh, are you... Uh, are you just hanging around with me because you hope that something else is going to happen? And nice guys immediately will do this. Oh, no way. No, no. No, what do you think I am? Oh, and then she goes, oh, okay. Okay, who I was just, you know. Because oh, the last thing they want to do, the last thing they want to do, nice guys, in this situation, are trying to be, you know, get in, weasel away. And the last thing they want is to have their illusion shattered. And all of the effort that they have put in up to this point, this can be months and months and months of effort, going out the plug hole because you say it and she turns you down, yeah? So just like women don't want their illusions shattered uh, that they're dirty sluts, nice guys don't want their illusions shattered that they're actually going to get with this woman. A nice guy is waiting for the moment where 
she just can't resist him. He's created a situation where she, she's distraught or whatever, or blah, 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 and he's always there. He's always, it's like that episode in Harry Met Sally when they're in the bed and he just hasn't got the guts to do it. He hasn't had the guts to do it with her the whole... Harry Met Sally is the nice guy movie. That's what it is. When Harry Met Sally is the nice guy movie, it's the nice guy fucking wet dream fantasy. That's what Harry Met Sally is. It's the worst movie for men ever and it came out right when I was around 18 or 19. I can't remember the year it came out. It came out right in that time. And it was just like, oh, okay, well, this is what you do. You know, you, 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 you avoid all semblance of wanting to show any sexual attraction, even though you've got it. And then eventually there'll be a situation when she's emotional and upset and blah, blah, blah. And she'll sleep with you and then you'll be together. Oh, okay, right. And that's what they're waiting for. That's what nice guys are waiting for. They're waiting for that time. And so when the girl says, well, are you interested in me? And she completely, you know, it's the middle of the day, there's nothing there. He'll go, no way, no, no, no. He cannot stand to have that balloon popped and all of his effort wasted. And like I said, nice guys don't understand. Just like they don't want their balloon to be popped, girls don't want their balloon to be popped. And the popping of a girl's balloon, the popping of the girl's balloon is that she wants to hold on to the illusion of being sweet and virginial and not that sort of girl. Even though all girls are that sort of girl, they want to hold on to the illusion that they're not that sort of girl. So if you were such a manly man, full of testosterone, picked her up in a bar, did whatever, that you just swept her off her feet and she wasn't able to resist that, that's the key. She wasn't able to resist it. Then, the next day, she can rationalise She's guilt-free. She can wake up guilt-free in the morning. Not only guilt-free, but completely in love. Because she's getting what she wants, yeah, without the emotional guilt that goes with it. Turn that, Try and turn that around and make the girl take the emotional guilt decision. No, nah, it's not going to work, yeah. Not going to work. Someone has to take a risk when two people... The possibility of a man and a woman just met and going to end up in bed. One of the two has to take a risk and risk their ego getting shot down. Yeah? If you're a guy and you want to be successful, you have to understand that it's got to be you. It's got to be you. Uh, we've got a young man staying with us at the moment. He's a, he's a friend. And uh, and he's he's going through the same thing. He's he's like trying to get better with women. Yesterday he came home. He said, "I went up, walked up to three blondes yesterday. This is day game, middle of the day." I told him, "Best time to do this sort of stuff during the day. Just get away from this five o'clock at in the morning in bars routine shit." And he was really proud, really happy with what he did. He struck out with every single one of them. One apparently was such so hot that he, he had... And this guy's been with quite a few women, but he had serious, serious butterflies and nerves in his stomach to just approach her. But he did, and it, it went fine. He didn't get shot down in flames. She let him down gently. All right. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Remember, a great salesman is not... When they, when they hit someone up, is not looking for a yes, they're looking for a no. Because they understand that the more no's they get eventually add up to that yes. Okay? You've got to have the guts to do it. The more guts you have doing it, 
better your results will be. But the nice guy, the nice guy thing, boys, just doesn't work. Okay? So remember the golden rule. Girls want to feel emotionally stable the next day when they wake up in bed next year. Hmm? Well, if you are going to wake up next time. Personally, that's something I didn't do very often. But that's another story. You have to relieve them of any guilt that they might feel the next day. You do that by sweeping them off their feet. You do that by taking all of the ego shit onto yourself. Yeah. Do that and your reward will be you'll get laid. That's how it works. Hmm. Weird, isn't it? Very, very weird. Okay. Shout outs. Captain Capitalism sponsors this blog. Um, because he's a very nice man. And Cappy's had a couple of, uh, let me see, normally I have his site up ready to go, but I didn't this time. Um, he wrote quite a long post on uh, an analysis of the lefties and how they think and why they inevitably eat their own, particularly as we've just, I think it's, he's relating it to the Google um guy that got fired um, recently. And it's a good read. Very good read. Go worth, well worth checking it at, at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com.nl here for me because I'm in, I'm in, uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, he's got a bunch of books which are all excellent, the ones that I've read. His podcast comes out twice a week. He's got the 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 podcast where he's not able to say naughty words like poo and bum and tit. Uh, and then he's got the clean podcast where he says, uh, where he talks with her. He's like, jolly good show, boy, I say. Tally ho, the colonel's across the road. Wants to know the village harvest is coming again. <laughs> no, he didn't speak like that. He should. Um, he also has asshole, a YouTube channel uh, where he answers questions from asshole consulting. What does this mean? Well, let's have a look at his videos for this week. So, uh, Oz request, shipping container homes for millennials. So what does the cappy think about that? Request, the trades, engineering, or the military. So someone wants, young man wants, you know, uh, some input into what he should be doing. Request, you offer nothing of value to women. That looks interesting. Um, no, your child is not amazing. <laughs> nice and so on and you can um, you can email cappy at his arsehole consultancy um, www.arseholeconsulting.com arsehole spelt a-s-s-h-o-l-e not a-r-s-e this is the English way of spelling it and um, it's a nominal fee I think it's like 30 or 40 dollars on average US that he needs to answer a question and do a video for you um, so please go and support the good cappy because um, he supports me a lot, which is something which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, that's it for this week. Sorry about the the interruption there. I had to stop and start again, and I don't know how this is going to splice together. But no, no, no. Oh, you can also check out my my uh, blog, pushingrubber.com. I've got two books, Pushing Rubber Downhill uh, and um, Run Guts, Pull Cones. Um, and they are awesome books. Look at the ratings. Everyone loves them. Everyone loves me. 
Everybody loves me. Everybody, even the wacko feminists, they secretly, they secretly, they all scream and do the triggly puff, yelling with their, you know, arm fat jiggling. And then they get home and, oh, that Adam, if only, if only I wasn't a fat, ugly pig who, you know, I, I, I was checking out the rational male, Rollo Tomasi has a uh, post up today. And it's about the the Google um, uh, memo thing that went out. And he's got this shot, a screenshot of... um, It's a snapshot of the Google corporate culture. Uh, One of the ones is Danielle Brown, who's their vice president for diversity. But this is their LinkedIn shots. So we've got um, this one. This is a great one. Sarah Adams... Uh, founder, so she worked, these all work at Google, but on her LinkedIn, founder of at women, at, oh, can I click on this? No, at women hogo, proudly bipolar. <laughs> proudly bipolar. I mean, I'm a fucking nut job and I'm proud of it, you know. Oh my god. I think guys, guys, guys. If if he's, if he's, you start chatting up a woman and she says there's something you need to know. And you know what? If you start chatting up a woman and at any point she stops and looks serious and goes and says there's something you need to know about me, walk away. Walk away at that point. Something you need to know about me. I'm bipolar. I'm a vegan. You know, I'm vegetarian. Uh, I'm bulimic. You know, I, I smoke a lot of dope. Man, walk away. I got problems. Good, but I believe you. Walk away. Yeah, walk away. Golden rule: always go out with someone who's got less problems than you do. Always, always, always. Sarah Adams, proudly bipolar. Jess Muskin Pierrot. So a hyphenated name. Uh, we all know the rule for people with hyphenated names. They should be shot. Uh, I can't tell from the photo if it's a man or a woman. I can't even tell from the photo what I'm hoping it to be. Here's, here's their description. Polyamorous, queer, autistic, trans, lesbian. This is a Google employee. It's LinkedIn profile. Polyamorous, queer, autistic, trans, lesbian. I'm also a computer which, in brackets, SWE at Google, views not those of her employer. So it's a guy, obviously. And generally a huge gay nerd, in brackets, she slash her. Jesus, mother of God. Uh, We've got JBD, all lowercase and with a gap between them. Programmer, working on the Go programming language at Google, author of many, maintainer of none. What does that mean? What does that mean? Author of many, maintainer of none. Can anybody, can anybody decipher that for me? Does anybody want, can anyone be bothered deciphering that? Liz Fong Jones. Uh, Once again, another hyphenated name. Asian looking. Uh, SRE at Google Cloud, customer reliability engineering, bracket views, not necessarily Google's. Her demon, demon spelled D-A-E-M-O-N, 
is Misty the Samyed trans and queer as fuck? So this this guy got fired, James the Moor, got fired because, you know, of his I, I, little little ten page memo that went out about what where he thinks Google's corporate stuff are based on this. Haven't got to the best one yet. This is probably the best one. So it's a photo of a guy, uh, late twenties, beard, scraggly hair, um, orange glasses. His name is Punch All the Nazis, and then a fist. That's his name. Punch All the Nazis. At Fat Neck Beard Guy. Description. Tim Chavaleric, just another gay communist site reliability engineer at Google. Opinions are mine. My pronoun is he. So his name is literally Punch All the Nazis. Communist. This, this, is, this is a snapshot of Google corporate culture. Go to the Rational Mail and check it out. Dana Fried, technical infrastructure at Google, commenting with at Ronald Roller Girls Hydraulic Tech. I don't know. Marcel S. SETI for Google Container Engine. Nissa Gamer, giant nerd, she slash her. Her photo is some... Um, cartoon gaming sort of po- unidentifiable animal that could be some sort of pony maybe with a hat on, I don't know. So that's a snapshot of Google corporate culture. Um, wow, wow, wow. Uh, there you go, there you go. Um, so anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope that I hope that you got you nice guys out there got some understanding into why the strategy is a failing strategy. If you want to email me about this stuff so that I can on next week's podcast go, I had a whole bunch of emails last week, which means one. If you go to the about page on my blog, you'll find at the bottom a contact email address um, for me. Be aware that anyone who contacts me uh, on that address is at risk of being humiliated um, on my blog or podcast. Though I won't mention names, I won't. I won't be identifying. But if you if you if you write in, then it's it's potential grist for the mill. Yeah, just warning you, it's potential grist for the mill. Okay, this has been pushing rubber podcast. I'm your host, Adam Piggott. Uh, if you like this, please, please, you can follow me on SoundCloud. You can like it on iTunes. You can share it with your friends. You can share it with the enemies. You can uh, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. I don't give a shit. Hopefully next week I'll be speaking a bit more Dutch. See you then. <laughs>